Yo, the Father really did something in my heart and worship. I feel undone. So I'm going to try and get through this. <laughs> but um, I, it's an extraordinary thing to walk with a Father who walks that closely with us. Nah. He's not far, he's close. In it all. So I'm going to deflect quickly and stay away from going there. <laughs> but Megs Carey, where are you? Megs, I'm just going to carry on with that word. Does that sound good? I just heard the words big city life. And I feel like there's a big city trip on you um, for the next three years. I just see like New York, London, Europe, Paris. I feel like there's something around um, travel in the next moment that's going to unlock something, but there's also something going to be merging of the tapestry of what the Father's going to do with you creatively, where it's almost like something of a big city life um, is going to begin to connect the dots around some of your future. Um, and I really believe in the next season that the basically divine doors of destiny um, are going to begin to arise for you. And I really believe you're in a transformative moment as a person as a child of God, in friendships, and I really believe he's doing something transformative with you so that you can be transformative with the world. And I really believe there's something on your life in terms of a message that goes beyond just words. You're a gift. You're a gift. Amen. Okay, hot, just settle down. Um, <laughs> Quickly, can our, anyone who's involved in worship at Harvest, can you stand quickly? Awesome. Amazing. <clears throat> can I release a corporate word? Sound good? Oh, yeah. So I believe that the Lord is bringing Harvest worship context into a new space. And I, I believe that the Lord is going to begin to give our context authority to begin to set a new spiritual climate, which will become available to our region. So what I saw was cl a cloud, a thick cloud appearing in our, in our community, and it started to rise. And I watched the Father breathe on it, and it turned into multiple clouds that got released through our region. And there's something on that where I believe, in terms of the atmosphere that we're carrying, that the Father is about, is about to do something very extraordinary. I believe we are pregnant with life, and I believe there's something of what's going what's to start here is going to become something that begins to usher, get ushered into our region. I even believe prophetically leaders are going to begin to tap into the voice of God, not only with their voice, but with their instrument. I sincerely believe that there's a sound that, is, that doesn't just belong in this house, it belongs in our region and our nation. So just where you are, why don't you just raise your hands, because we are, we are going to tr trust that what starts here, the Father's going to begin to breathe on. So, Father God, I want to thank you. If you've got a worship leader near you, put your hand on them. I want to thank you for an extraordinary anointing on this moment, God. We want to thank you for leaders who are going to break things open in the next season. What I see is I see an aviary, and I see beautiful birds making a sound, and it's a beautiful sound. And in that same moment I saw the aviary, it disappeared. The season of making a sound is over. The season of taking territory on the spiritual hearts is now. Thank you, God, for the, even the picture of that eagle. God, we want to thank you for eagles that are going to begin to break into new space in the spirit and begin to occupy spiritually something of a new authority that's going to begin to redefine the atmosphere that this house and communities around us walk in. Right now, we thank you for your breath of life, for creativity, for creative expression, for new songs. 
for new leaders, Father God, for something of a favor to emerge and even a new album, God. We want to thank you right now for what you're doing in our midst, Father God, and the ceiling that is going to be shattered in the next moment to take new places. Masipal, the Lord is saying to you that (laughs) the season hasn't even started for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Next carrier, I see a loudspeaker over your head, and I just believe the Lord's saying he's about to amplify your voice. That the new sound that is on you is going to become a new, new currency. It's going to be a new tone. It's going to set a new standard. Thank you for the gift of leadership on Sean in this moment, God. Thank you for what you're gathering to him. I want to thank you for an extraordinary sense of vision. I just, Sean, I just believe that the Lord is tapping into your dream life. I believe he's going to begin to show you things in the unseen that you have not seen yet. Thank you for the extraordinary plans over him and his family, Lord. And thank you for fire on him, God. I want to thank you, Lord, for a man who has burnt for you since he met you. God, and we want to just turn up the heat on that man right now in your name and declare a wildfire on him, Father God. A wildfire in the next season that will start with him and reverberate through the halls of this community in your name. Amen. got a word of knowledge. Um, anyone who has, I know this is, might come across and you might need to be vulnerable, but um, I feel like if there's anyone in the room who either is dyslexic or is struggling um, or struggles with an ability to read or something around reading um, or one of your children or something along, along those lines, you don't have to put up your hand, but I want to pray for you. Um, what I saw is letters on a page begin to get shuffled around and they were all out of order. And in an instant, the Lord began to breathe on it and everything came into alignment and in order. And I just feel like for that person or those people, and I do believe you're in the room, that the Father is about to bring the chaos of the season back into order. That there's an alignment coming for you. That where the enemies try to create, some, create a mess, the Father's about to release something new. He's about to do something new. That which was out of place will, will step into place. And it's almost like even, I just feel like financially, something to do with the house. Thank you, God, right now. Just, Lord, we thank you for this person, this couple, this family, and we thank you that you're a God of order. And there is no one like you. And we just declare in favor right now, Father God, for everything in that household to come into correct working order for a clear way forward, a fresh and new vision to arise, God, in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So my name is Warren. <clears throat> it's a, hello guys, it's a privilege to call Harvest Home. Um, tonight, please feel free to give me feedback, to get involved, or to continue encountering the Lord. Sound good? Awesome. Cool, so if I could um, keep my microphone still. Um, If tonight's message is um, gonna be named something, it would be this, 2020 is at hand. I'll repeat it, 2020 is at hand. 2020 is within our reach, it's within our grasp. Um, My apologies for not having any beautiful slides up, um, because when I started to do them, um, I thought we were having load shedding. So George had about 23 slides last week. Marilyn probably had about 48 this morning. Um, I'm probably gonna get rebuked in the week for not putting in more effort. Um, It is what it is, you have the living, abiding word of God within you. So that's, 
That's even better. <laughs> you should know the scriptures I'm about to speak to you anyway. <laughs> so um, in, at the end of 2019, um, I kind of gave a word at the end of the year about, um, or teaching included in it, um, about 2019 being a season where I felt the Lord um, had done a work of preparation in the lives of people at Harvest and in our region. Um, and spoken to John the Baptist how he went before Jesus to prepare a way for him to come. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit would go before the advance of the, 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 advance of the kingdom to make a way for what he was going to do to be released on the earth. And I just believe um, that we're in a moment right now in terms of 2020 where so much of what he's prepared us for is now available. Can I get an amen? And I just feel like I actually want to say something and just go a little bit off the track here. I just want to feel, I just feel like a couple of you in the room need to know that you're ready. That you're ready. You're ready for the plans he has for you. You're ready for the life that you know is available to you. You're ready for the kingdom, not only that is at hand, but the one that is within you. To establish something on the earth that we've never seen before. Daryl Collins, the Lord is saying to you that you're ready. And it's okay to smile and laugh. Come on. <clears throat> Completely lost track, but it's fine. I think we might do that more than once tonight. But 2020, um, this message is going to be about how we partner with the Father in the moment and in the season that we're in. Let's go back to my notes. <laughs> and really what it is about is, um, in the same way he's prepared us um, He's prepared us to move through us. And we're going to look into what it looks like to be a transformative people. So what I touched on was in the life of John the Baptist. And if you want to re-listen to that message, please feel, to do that, feel free to do that because I'm going to be adding on to it in some senses. But John the Baptist stepped onto the scene after 400 years of silence. So if you imagine you're an Israelite or a Jewish man or woman in the nation of Israel, the last spoken promised promised word had taken place 400 years before John the Baptist had arrived. Now that for us would leave us in the 1600s in terms of the last prophetic sense before the Messiah's coming. Now John the Baptist did come to prepare the way. And his message was this, repent, turn from your sin, your, your, turn from your sin and turn to the one who's coming. And he pointed the way to Jesus. A million people attended his ministry one million people, including the religious leaders of the day, including the people of influence, went out into the wilderness to the Jordan River to a wild man dressed in camel hair who ate locusts and honey. And he carried an authoritative transformational voice. And his words were this, repent. Change the way you think. Turn from sin and turn to him. Be cleansed. Jesus gets called out by John. His, de his declaration in terms of message is this, is repent for the kingdom at hand, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is now at hand. The kingdom that you've been waiting for is now here, and I am the king. But he says this, repent. Change the way you think, because what you have been waiting for is now here. Amen, everyone with me. But the common line and the precedent that's being set is a change of thinking preceded the movement and the establishment of the kingdom. So I'll say that again. A change of thinking or a change of perception preceded the kingdom of God coming. So Jesus said, you need to change the way you think to receive me. Does it make sense? 
In the season that we're in right now, I believe that is the word on tonight. And it's this, is the kingdom of God is within you. It is at hand, it is within us. The king is in our midst. And part of partnering with the moment is coming, to the, coming through to the lens of perception, of the way we see him, the way he, we see him, the way we see our lives, the way we see what we're involved in, the way we see ourselves, the way we see our families. Are you looking at your world the way he does? Because the kingdom is within you and is ready to advance. Making sense. Can you turn in your Bibles to Luke 11, 33 to 36? I want to talk a little bit biblically in terms of a reference into the power of our perception in God. I'm reading from the ESV, so if you've got the Bible app on your phone, you can turn there. I apologize again for the screens. You'll just have to listen like you're in class at school, although they probably also have slides nowadays. Okay, so it says this. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light, but when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will, wholly, it will be wholly bright as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. So to uncomplicate this, oh, well done. We don't even need to do slides, Marilyn. Um, there's another rebuke coming on Tuesday. Um, so ultimately what it is is this, is your eye, your perception, is the very light to your body. So what it's saying is if you can imagine a lamp in a room, it's, it's the light that illuminates the room. Your eye, your perception, is the very thing that illuminates your own entire existence. So the way you perceive something actually begins to influence the way you think, the way you act, and the way you exist on the earth. That is the power of the way you perceive something. And that is why, the, how, that's how critical the conversation in that early moment with John and Jesus was. Because if they could receive and understand the revelation of what was in front of them, it would basically completely transform who they were and what they were going to do on the earth. So Adam Clark says this, so the eye is to every part of the body what the lamp is to every part of the house. When the light of Christ dwells fully in the heart, it extends its influence to every thought, word, and action, and it directs its possessor how he, at, how he is to act in all places and circumstances. So I would ask the question, what is the Father seeing right now? And what is the Father saying to you and I right now? I know, we know that this, this specific text is actually about the gospel. This is actually about the good news. That the revelation of the finished work, if allowed to, will completely transform every aspect of our lives. And what tonight's about is this, is that we've not been called to conform to this world, but be transformed through renewal of mind. So we're not going to transform the world when we think like the world. Should I get an amen for that? <laughs> so 
So the aspect of your life right now that you're waiting for breakthrough in is not going to be transformed. See where I'm going? So I want to just take a quote and unpack it with a new covenant lens. Should we do some examples tonight? Sound good? Okay. In the quote it says this, At Bethlehem, he became God with us. At Calvary, he became God for us. And at Pentecost, he became God in us. So we often get caught up in charismatic church when we're still waiting on God to come. When he has, ex- has established his existence within you. He has joined you to his life at the cross and his resurrection where we have now been seated in heavenly places already justified, glorified, predestined to be conformed to his image. So the kingdom is within you. And the message is this, that Bethlehem, he was with us. At the cross, he represented us and was for us. But the whole point of the cross was to get us into a space where we were cleansed and righteous so he could live within us. Let's look at something else. Let's look at the the idea of if God is for us, who could be against us? Let's unpack that. Let's look at it from another way. If God is for you, then he has everything you're facing and all of your enemies outnumbered. So Jesus steps into humanity and and he picks 12 people. 12 people to follow him. And I'm telling you now, his perspective was, I've got, I've got humanity outnumbered. He then takes 72 and sends them out, finding themselves in homes. And the result of that is this, is upon their return, they say, we have authority even over demons. And Jesus turns to them and says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. What that means is that as they advanced into that region, the primary principality over Jerusalem or that region at the time was the enemy and he got unseated through their actions. He had that region outnumbered. 120 people at Pentecost. I often think, where was everyone else? He's not worried about who's not in the room because whoever is in the room is enough because he's got humanity outnumbered. So now that's one line of thinking. Can I say this? God is for you. We are not Joshua entering into the promised land. God, if you are for us, you know that scripture, you know that statement. Jesus was not, not for them, but the point of what he was doing with them is that they would be a nation so blessed that he could reach the world with. But for you and I, in terms of the cross, in terms of the resurrection, he is for us, he is for you, he is for your heart, he is for your family, he is for what you do. And can I say this? When we've chosen to follow him, we're following him. And what I'm, where I'm going with this is he's not necessarily for your plan, but he is for his. 
So part of following is we lay our lives down to serve another, to serve a king who has come and who's coming. So God is for you, but he's also for who is within you, and that's his son. So you can think of how many other scriptures that you begin to pick apart and look at in this moment. Your finances have been outnumbered. Your physical deficiency right now that needs healing has been outnumbered. The impossible thing that you've been walking around for this last season has been outnumbered. John Kerry, we declare now that in 2020, there will be finality, vindication, and complete breakthrough. Because God has outnumbered your enemy. Steve Turner, the father, has outnumbered the youth of this generation because he's with you. But I truly believe that being in a space where we become in, come into a place of repentance, we are transformed by the ruin of your mind. The point of that is that we would become transformational on the earth. In your workplace, in your school, with your family. The one thing I only, the first, the only thing I felt the Father say to me in preparation for this is, is I felt him say that I wanted, I wanted, wait, I wrote it down. Notes, Warren. What I have done for you, I want to do through you. So the gospel and what he did for you, he wants to do through you to the world. So he wants you to carry the gospel of peace. He wants to carry, wants you to carry the living representation of salvation. He wants you to carry healing. He wants you to carry freedom. He wants you to be hope bearer, a hope bearer where there is no other, where there is no hope in a situation. He wants you to stand out. He wants you to be against the stream. He wants you to stand up for the kingdom in a moment so that he can redefine your world. Right now where you are, just take a moment. Just close your eyes. The things that you have been wanting transformation in, ask the Father even now, Father, how do you see this? How do you see what I'm facing? How do you see me? Because he sees you as righteous. He sees you as his son because he didn't come to fix you. He came to kill you so he could live. The city in this region is outnumbered because our worship team understands who their God is. Emmanuel Church, The Rock, Glenridge, there's churches across our city right now, God. We thank you that you've got the city outnumbered. That what you do for every person, you're going to do through them because it's time for the kingdom to come in its fullness. I don't know about you. We don't know when he's coming next, but what I can say is the kingdom is going to extend. The kingdom is going to advance. And I want it to be in my generation. And in terms of transformation, the word metamorphosis, we've had words over the last couple of weeks about an ever-increasing glory that is our portion. And I believe that we're in a space where as we are transfigured, as we are transformed, as the glory of God with an unveiled face, as we stare into the one, one look, one touch, everything changes. I 
I believe that we're going, we, we're stepping into a space and a season of ever-increasing glory so that we can begin to increase the measure of glory that the world begins to experience through us. What he starts with you and what he does with you is not meant to stop with you. So I truly believe in terms of, if you're in the marketplace, there is a season where the Father in favor is going to give you an advantage wherever you are. But there's also a new level of resource that this house is going to need to be the apostolic resource house it's called to be as a region. So the generosity of the heart of the Father is meant to overflow into this context so that we can stand up as a spiritual context and represent something of the kingdom in a way we never have before. So where you are, sorry, this has come across a little heavy, but I'm excited. (laughs) What does repentance look like to you right now? Because greater is the least in this kingdom than John the Baptist. Greater is he who is in you, Paddy, than he who is in the world. If you had had 12 at Pentecost, he would have had the world outnumbered. So right now, what does it look like for God to be for you? How does it change the way you think? What does it look like for God not only to be for you, but within you? So if you've been attacked in this last season, and you're going, Father, when is it going to end? You're attacked because you're going somewhere. You're getting attacked because you are becoming something. Fear is standing in your way because you're about to take ground you've never taken before. And the world around you that is called to look like heaven is going to look like that because you believe and have faith. So right now, let's just close our eyes. I'm going to end with this. Father, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would release your spirit right now. You are the most extraordinary friend. We've been called into fellowship with you, Holy Spirit. And I want to thank you that spiritual eyes would be awakened in this room to see as you see. I pray that the gospel would have its work, that it would influence every single thing that we do, we say, and that we are. And Father, I want to thank you for divine encounters. I want to thank you, Father God, that you would begin to release a new favor on the house for people in this room, in every sector of what they're facing. And Father God, I want to begin to even declare prophetic words to begin to arise within people as they begin to hear your voice. The voice of God is not for a prophet, it's for all. Thank you, God, right now for your voice to break into lives, to break into situations. Thank you that there is wisdom within your words in this moment, Father God, for strategy to emerge in this hour, Father God, for what you're doing on the earth. There's a couple of you where I see the word ordinary written over you, and the Father is breaking the mindset of you thinking that you're ordinary. You're not. Thank you, God, right now for the extraordinary sense of who your people are that are created in your image. Amen. So we are going to have a ministry team up front. If any of you in the room are facing something that you have not overcome, that you're wanting breakthrough in this season of life, please come forward. We'd love to stand with you. And where you are, take a moment this week, well, tonight, this week, to think through, how does the Father see who I am? Through the lens of the cross, how does He see what I'm facing?
because he wants to be transformative towards you so that you can transform the world around you. Amen.